Hello and welcome to The Slow Reader. I'm your host, Stephen Gower, and this is a podcast about books. And this episode, I am still reading Gone, uh, chapters 13 to 19. Shit just got real. And this almost was a uh, an example of a very slow progress, but uh, at the last minute, I happened to get some reading in. Well, uh, after a not a lot of stuff happened in the last episode, a ton of stuff has happened in this episode. So uh, I'll just give you a quick update of where we are. Uh, at the time of recording, I have completed 38% of the novel. And here is a countdown update so far. Chapter 20, the timer was at 131 hours and 3 minutes. And I started chapter 13 at 258 hours, 59 minutes. So that's uh, 127 hours and 56 minutes elapsed, which is just over five days. And that actually lines up with one of the comments in the uh, in the chapters that uh, five days has elapsed. In total, it's been eight days for anyone counting. So let's just get right into it. Here is what's happened over six chapters. Sam admits the truth about his strange powers to Astrid, Quinn, and Adelio. Petey's powers seem to include moving people from place to place, like a transporter or a teleport. And uh, once Quinn has learned the truth about Sam, they start to drift apart a little because Quinn has become distrust- distrustful of Sam. Also, a group of kids from Coates Academy, led by a charismatic boy named Kane, arrives in town and they immediately take over. Apparently, Coates is where they send the potentially dangerous kids. Sam's mother was also a nurse at Coates, which is a point of suspicion for Kane. He doesn't trust Sam. Uh, Sam and Astrid are immediately distrustful of Kane and his group. Uh, well, we get a, a POV chapter from Computer Jack, a 12-year-old from Coates who is a computer genius, as the name would imply. Uh, He's going to be working on a plan to get a basic phone network running for communication. But we also find out in this chapter that uh, he keeps a list on his PDA. It's at Kane's request. It's a list that's tracking everyone who has some kind of power. One of the Coates girls, Diana, can actually read power levels, and uh, she has and, and she's read basically everyone from Coates Academy, and everyone on the list has uh, has a set of bars. Most of them are one to three bars, and the only one on the list that has four bars is Kane. So, still no word on what Kane's power is, but he clearly has uh, something very powerful, and he knows it. Well, pretty quickly, uh, Kane and his enforcer, Drake, they draft together a set of rules, making sure to include one in particular that gives Drake freedom to formulate new rules as he sees fit in an emergency. So essentially, Kane and Drake can do whatever they want, while everyone else has to follow the rules. Uh, Orc and his bully crew are named as sheriffs under Drake, and uh, while enforcing one of the rules, Orc hits a girl named Bet. Uh, I think it's implied, heavily implied, that he hits her with an aluminum baseball bat in the head. Uh, She ends up dying, but Orc isn't held responsible, so he keeps being able to roam free. Kane kind of defends it as, well, Bet broke the rules. He hit her, as is in accordance with uh, with the laws, and he couldn't control the result. 
as well, uh, Kane decides to get people searching all the empty houses to make sure to turn everything off from stoves, air conditioning, refrigerators, whatever, and finding supplies. So it's a good plan. But while they're doing this, um, in one of the houses, Sam Quinn and uh, and a girl from Coates, they actually end up finding a dead baby and they have to go in and, and uh, take care of that. So that's that's that was one of the more unfortunate parts of the, of the reading that I was doing. Um, and meanwhile, there's two more big things that happen in this chapter. Albert, who was the kid that discovered the McDonald's earlier in the book, in the description that I very much didn't like, uh, he encounters a vicious cat in a library who seems to be able to teleport to attack. And he ends up stopping it by... Uh, accidentally trapping it mid-teleport inside an encyclopedia. So it kind of like becomes part of the encyclopedia. Sort of like um, there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where a crew member gets trapped in between decks. That's basically what happened to the cat. Um, On the mutating animal front, Lana, the girl who has healing powers, she finds some really big coyotes. Like she describes them as great dane sized and some snakes that can seemingly fly she also uh she was uh finding shelter in a cabin and heard something whispering her to come out from the night before so uh not sure what's going on there but that's uh kind of creepy kind of getting a different feel for this book so far uh anyway the biggest thing um, finally, the twins, there are twins, Emma and Anna, who turn 15, about six minutes apart, and they both vanish right before Sam's eyes. So this really answers my question about what would happen when someone turns 15. So it seems like there's some hard line rule making sure that no one in the town is older older than 14. So some thoughts and observations. I, while really getting a Lord of the Flies vibes, especially with the rules set out by uh, Kane and his group. At the same time, though, with all this stuff with the uh, mutating animals and and the chapter with Lana, it was, it was actually really creepy. So kind of getting some some horror, horror vibes in this book, too, at the same time. So it's kind of an interesting mix of uh, genres that I'm getting here. Uh, I have decided to give up thinking of these characters as kids because despite flashes of immaturity, they all just seem like normal adult characters to me, especially the the more clever kids like Astrid and and Kane. So I'm just enjoying it for the for the story. I'm trying not to focus too hard on what these kids sound like. And one line that had me laughing and in a good way, um, he found a set of encyclopedias like Wikipedia, but paper and very bulky. I did get a good chuckle out of that line. Uh, That about does it for my reading of Gone for these last two weeks. I just did six chapters, but things are definitely picking up. As I said, shit got real. Um, I expect that the next time, I think I'm probably going to either finish the book for the next episode or be like well along the way to having it finished. I don't want to drag it out too much longer. Um, But uh, And plus, I... I'm expecting at least one or two library books in the meantime, and those ones I have to really power through. So hopefully I get uh, get some good good progress going in the next two weeks. Well, flipping over to pop culture, uh, this past week I finished Star Trek Discovery Season 2. I'm enjoying the show, but I'm not really getting the same kind of Star Trek feel 
that I think I should be getting, but I, I, I like it so far. I definitely enjoyed season two over season one. If I were to rate the two, sh- to the two seasons also caught up on season eight game of Thrones, three episodes in not going to spoil anything. So I won't say anything about it. And I am still rereading Dune, but I've slowed my pace a bit. Um, I haven't read it so much in the last two weeks. I'm still in book two. Um, I'm a little bit behind of the Reddit read-along, so uh, I I intend to catch up, but I'm going to focus a little more on Gone instead of Dune. One thing that I thought about while uh, while looking up some of my books in my in my Kobo was I thought I might reread The Name of the Wind after I get through Dune. I think it might be kind of interesting to reread that one. It's uh, I, I kind of enjoyed that one, but we'll see how how much it holds up several years later after I I first read it, and I've only read it the one time. So kind of looking forward to that now. Well, that's all I had for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen underscore G. Go to noformatblog.ca. And that's about it. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you next time for more Gone.